0: Good morning, welcome to our worship service from this ancient Kirk. We normally meet here in the evening of the first Sunday in July to hear the stories of our past and share in the Lord's Supper. But we can't do that this year, so we all come together and worship here at Kirk. We gather in this ancient place, this holy place, Where people gathered for around a thousand years to worship God. This place speaks to us of faith, of the worship of a God who is faithful throughout the generations. Let us worship God. We sing to God's glory and praise, hymn number five O Lord, our God, throughout the earth. by St Columba who died in 597 based on Iona. Christianity spread throughout Scotland. Our own roots here are traced back to St Philan who undoubtedly was influenced by St Columba's teachings. St Philan is credited with influencing the establishment of various Christian communities throughout Scotland including here. This church was dedicated to St Philan whose influence is clear. Despite the earliest date stone in the church, dating 1635, the origins of this church may date back to the 10th century, when the Gales introduced the cult to this area. This is affirmed by the rectangular shape of the kirk. A masonry inspection of the walls also showed considerable age, possibly to the Norman period. While some of that is conjecture, And there is likely to have been some rebuilding in the 16th, 17th century with the church extension. What we do know is that the church here is one of the churches that was gifted by Walter the High Steward to Paisley Abbey in 1169. All of the openings we have here today are 17th century work to comply with the requirements of the Reformation. Hence the change of the door, and that is dated as 1635, which is when the work would have taken place and not the date of the building itself. For 11th century Christian believers have met in these parts. Some things have changed, but many have not. Our next hymn, hymn 36, God is our refuge and our strength. was a time of much trouble. The date officially accepted for the Scottish Reformation is 1560 but we can accept it for a long time before this the kirks in the area and likely here were in poor shape. Increased concern of Paisley lay in the collecting of revenues more and more irregular visits of the monks and more scandalous behaviour by many of the vicars. So when John Knox raised the standard of reform, he found enthusiastic support in these parts and there came the Book of Discipline. Interestingly, Knox himself visited this area in 1566. During his stay at Finlayson House near Langbank, a guest of the Earl of Glencairn, he frequently preached and, for the first time, celebrated the sacrament of the Lord's Supper according to the new reformed order. Such occasions must have included the good folk from Houston and from this very Kirk. Troubled times followed. People coming to blows and blood was spilled, though Paisley seems to have kept remarkably free from the worst of it. Yet we hear Paisley Abbey was plundered and damaged by the mob while Paisley is labelled in the Presbytery Records as a very nest of papists. Tensions were high. Around the same time Jenny Geddes in St. Giles Cathedral raised a stool and threw it at the pulpit as the minister was reading from the Book of Common Prayer, introduced by Charles I. Jenny shouted Dost thou see a mass in my lug? No doubt here, Kallelan also knew its share of unhappiness, bitterness and persecution before the Reformed faith was finally established. The National Covenant, which attacked all that the government were trying to introduce to the Kirk in February 1638. It was circulated throughout Scotland, and had many supporters. In light of the new innovations, three ministers were disposed from Killallan Kirk because they wouldn't toe the line. And in November 1649, 371 years ago, James Hutchison was ordained at Callallen. For 11 years, he got on with the job. Apart from the trouble he had with witches, all went comparatively well. The trouble started again and the bishop ordered Hutchison to accept reordination or to leave the kirk. In 1662, he was hunted out of this parish and sentenced to death if he returned. During that time, the curates ran the parish here and the parishioners refused to attend worship. Hutchison returned at nights in these fields and held secret services. He continued this for nine years until 1672, when he was permitted to return under the Act of Indulgences. But he was soon in trouble again. In 1677, he was summoned before the Privy Council in Edinburgh for breaking the rules. In 1684, he refused to read in church the proclamation regarding the deliverance of His Majesty King Charles II and the Duke of York, resulting from the Rye House plot. He was hunted out again. In this time, he took to the hills and the congregation went with him. In April 1690, an Act of Parliament returned him to the parish at the age of 64 and he ministered here for another 16 years until his death in 1706 at the age of 80 and there's a plaque here dedicated to him. One thing can be sure, the Reformation was accomplished not by the bickering of nobles in the Scots Parliament nor by the verbal clashes of John Knox and Queen Mary but by the faith. The faith and the devotion and the prayers of decent folk in out of the way corners, people whose names do not appear in the history books, but are surely written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And out of, of such, Kalalan Kirk had its share. Him 81 I to the hills will lift mine eyes.
1: reading this morning comes from the book of 1st Corinthians chapter 11 reading verses 23 to 26 for I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you the Lord Jesus on the night he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said this is my body which is for you do this in remembrance of me In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Amen. And may God add his blessing to this reading of his holy word and to him be all praise and glory. The grace and
0: peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Friends, we gather round this table. Not our table, we gather round our Lord's table. A table which is inclusive and is open to all in love. A table which does not judge, but welcomes. To a world hoping and longing, God sent the Christ child to bring light. That light became a refugee, forced to seek grace and safety from strangers. The light survived to teach and heal, to tell stories and share wisdom. That light, the Son of God, gathered around him friends to whom he entrusted the light of the gospel. Friends who sometimes like the light burn brightly and sometimes let it dwindle, but friends in whom he never stopped believing. So we gather round this table today, as Jesus did the night he was betrayed. We gather to share bread, the symbol of Christ's body broken for us. We gather to share the wine, the symbol of Christ's blood poured out for us, that we might have a relationship with God. Ye gates lift up your heads on high.
1: Thanks to God. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for the table you have spread before us, for this great feast and all that it represents. You have given us the bread of life in a nourishment fed that we might never spiritually hunger again.
0: Lord Jesus, we recall that before you died, you prayed not for yourself, but for others.
1: And so we do likewise. As we break bread today, we remember a world that is broken. Broken by war, famine, irresponsible leadership, greed and self-interest. We pray for all those broken in body today. The
0: sick, suffering, the infirm. Victims of accidents, war, torture and abuse. Reach out to all in their brokenness
1: today. We pray for all those broken in mind today, the anxious, fearful, hurt or disillusioned, the lonely, bereaved, depressed or mentally ill. Reach out to all in their brokenness today. We pray for those
0: broken in spirit, those who have lost faith or who have never found it, those wrestling with hopelessness, failure, doubt or guilt,
1: Reach out to all in their brokenness today. Lord, you know what it is to be broken and what it is to be made new. Grant your blessing today to all who are bruised and battered by life. Restore them in body, mind and spirit. Lord, as you offer to us in this great feast your light and your love, may we be
0: strengthened for the journey and carry others with us into the glorious light
1: of your love which lasts forever. And so we join in glad adoration with the song of the angels and the whole company of heaven and declare, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest.
0: O God, send your spirit to bless us in these elements of bread and wine, And as we break the bread and share the wine, may we, receiving them by faith, share in his body and blood, with all his benefits, to our spiritual nourishment and growth in grace, and to the glory of your most holy name, so be it. Amen. Jesus gave us this sacrament, sharing the most simple of elements, bread and wine, yet giving the most holy of meals given to remind us of his love, invite us into his grace and extend to us his renewal. And so we remember, at his last meal with his friends before he died, Jesus took bread, blessed it and broke it, and then shared it, saying, this is my body broken for you. Eat it and remember me. After they had eaten, he took the cup, blessed it and shared it saying this is my blood shed for you drink it and remember me and so we eat and drink and we remember the love that Jesus shared to make us whole Jesus Lamb of God have mercy on us Jesus bearer of our sins have mercy on us Jesus Redeemer of the world grant us peace Friends, taste and see the Lord is good. These are the gifts of God for the people of God. The body of Christ, broken for you, the blood of Christ shed for you. The peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Let us pray. O God, we thank you for the love which brings us here today, together at your table. No hierarchy, no agenda. We can come as we are, and we are welcomed and provided for, strengthened by the fellowship, by the presence of your Holy Spirit. May we be nourished to continue your work in the world. So be it. Amen. In fifty two, How lovely is thy dwelling place. go from here, may God watch over us, may Christ fill our dreams, may the angels guard our souls and as you go, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the common life of the Holy Spirit be with you all forevermore.